Let's do it. Ready when you are. And welcome to Huddle of Knuckleheads, the worst fantasy football podcast on the internet. Uh, it's Ningle here. Uh, we got Manny with us. Yep. And we've got Miss Cleo. Hello. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, no Stokes with us tonight. Uh, he does have his picks in here. He's got some uh, family work, what life matters he's dealing with. So uh, he'll get back with us next week, I'm sure. What Unless is this it goes really family well. life thing? I don't know. Uh, all right so we're gonna hit you with uh some 90 second news our yabras and nabras winning on the waiver wire and pick them bitches i guess i'll address uh the fact that i don't think we have episodes up from the last two weeks is that right uh we did that is mostly my fault we uh had a bit of a covid scare on my end so i was uh quarantined within my home we did try and do the whole zoom and record that the quality just was not very good so we'll say that's why we didn't post them quality (laughs) all right uh yeah let's just jump right into it all right And let's jump into some 90-second news, uh, some uh, injuries this week. Uh, we did have Johnny Smith with an ankle injury went out. It sounds like that's pretty minor, and he should be back in. I'll list these off, and if you guys have thoughts, you can uh, kind of throw anything in at the end there. Joe Mixon had a foot injury. He was able to come back in. I think he left, came back in, left, came back in a couple different times. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything new as far as him missing time. I haven't seen – people touting Gio Bernard as someone you got to go pick up. So I, I think it, it might not be super significant. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that being said, when he left the game the first time, he was at something, I, I will say something like 10.7 points because I think that's exactly what he was at, at least as far as our league scoring goes. And when he came back, I think he only put up like another two or three points. I can double check that. Yeah, yeah. Bernard did have some production. Yeah, I mean, he, he ended the game with 13.9. So obviously was not the same player once he came back and was was definitely removed from that lineup a bit but so i'm kind of confused here if i'm looking at the injuries this week or alex's lineup in our league because uh, <laughs> the next yeah. two are uh, <laughs> eagles we got zach Ertz with an ankle and miles sanders with a knee i've heard both of them are likely to miss some time i haven't seen a specific um, time i've table. heard the Ertz injury is two to four weeks i heard the sanders injury is probably just a week um what do the Eagles have left on offense? Like, Travis Fulgham. Wentz and Fulgham. Fulgham. I guess they get Godare back mm-hmm. soon. I think he's ish. back this week. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – that's. I don't know. That division is just – Somebody's going to win that division with six wins. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to the Cowboys here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Mark Ingram did injure his ankle – no one should be playing Mark Ingram at this point with a cluster that that backfield is. It sounds like it's minor. He'll probably be back in a week or two. I mean, they're on by this week as well. So. Okay, so he might be back by the time they're playing again. Yeah, remember when we talked about Dobbins or Ingram, and it turns out it's neither. Edwards. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. None like, of the above. Don't Edwards, start any Edwards of them. The, Edwards the best value. if you. Yeah, I guess. It was the best value because yeah. they're all but pretty much no worthless. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a weird week where uh, – I feel like at least for the one o'clock game, early the first half of the one o'clock games, every touchdown that I saw scored, it's like, well, great. No one's starting that guy. It's like the backup tight end would catch one for one team or, you know, uh, 
Edwards would take it in instead of Lamar Jackson or Ingram or J.K. Dobbins. It was just funny. Uh, Raheem Mostert has an ankle. Uh, sounds like he's going on the short-term IR. Um, I think the timing works out that Tevin Coleman may be back soon. Um, and they did play a lot of uh, – what's the guy's name? Uh something McNasty or some McHasty or something like that, that instead of McKinnon, he was getting uh, a decent amount of the touches. So I, I don't think McKinnon has impressed quite enough. And it's just clear when you watch Mostert running versus McKinnon or any of those, those guys, Mostert is so explosive. Mostert's a freak. Mostert has that breakaway speed. And I, and I think McKinnon probably – used to have that as a, in, a, in a certain level. And, and and he did, I mean, a little bit with the Vikings. But after the injury, obviously, you know, some of those dudes just lose that just extra bit of step, and it's it's unfortunate. It doesn't mean they're not good backs in the league. It just means that you're not a freak of nature anymore. I do think if this guy becomes something, we should call him McNasty because I just, like, combined his name into this. It's, <laughs> I was going to say, it's Jermichael nasty. Ha- hasty. It's hasty. That's yeah, hasty. I thought I it was just hasty. is – or at least McHasty. McHasty. Yeah. yeah. McHasty. Right. Uh, last one I've got is uh, Devontae Parker had a groin injury. I didn't see any timetable for him quite yet. Did you guys see anything? I, Sean, I know you're a Devontae Parker guy. Um, I think he's questionable, so I don't think it's like IR or anything. He's been dinged up all year, basically. So yeah. I don't know. I think uh, think, uh, Corey Davis coming off of IR this week, I think. So go out out and pick him up if you want to. I don't know. With A.J. Brown back, A.J. Brown had himself a game. Yeah, he has A.J. Brown. I'm I'm more of a fan of A.J. Brown. Yeah. All right, what's some other news we got? Uh, Love Bell to the Chiefs. Uh, That was probably the the biggest news outside of the uh, – on the field stuff uh pretty much i that's pretty much where the rumors were heading as soon as he got released from the jets there were a handful of teams i guess that were mentioned supposedly he wanted to win a super bowl and he thought that was the best place i don't blame him yeah for i that. mean if I, that's what you want i think that's a, your best odds at this point so super bowl aspirations aside i also heard he was kind of briefly linked to the browns which would have been Interesting because it would have been a chance to crack back at uh, at the Steelers one more yeah. time. So, um, but yes, uh, Love Bell to the Chiefs. I think a lot of people thought he might actually start this week, um, but he didn't for whatever reason. This week, I don't think he's allowed to based on the COVID restrictions this year. Oh, if so you, he has to quarantine or whatever. I believe so. I believe it's ten plus one, whatever. Okay. So okay. you have to, yeah. So, um, so yeah. What, uh, Mike? This is uh, your Miss Cleo moment. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah. So uh Tua, not only I called this last week when we talked about Fitzpatrick as a fantasy play that there was at least risk that Tua either goes in if they're behind by a lot or up by a lot. And Tua did go in for the first time, uh got some playing time and he's going to be the week 8 starter. Uh so I also, I also, I also called that exactly that coming out of the buy, and that was kind of our discussion. I know it's not been posted, but our discussion when we did record last week was like, but the Dolphins have actually kind of been okay. Like, why would they bench Fitzpatrick? Not why, but like, are they going to bench Fitzpatrick now? Um, is that really what they want to do, or does maybe they really think Tua is that good that he gives them the best shot. I mean, we're seeing these young quarterbacks come up and do well. I mean, Tua was right there with Herbert or Burrow, and both those guys are 
playing I mean, well enough that well enough that you're not going to keep playing Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Would you start Ryan Fitzpatrick over either of those guys at this point? I mean, unless you're truly wanting to do, I don't know. It, people like to say they want to do the let them have a year where they sit and they watch. It seems like a situation where Fitzpatrick is doing well enough. It's not a dumpster fire. It's not like you need to do something to not get fired as a head coach. Flores is fine. They're three and three with the team they have. He's doing an excellent job as a coach, I would say. So if they wanted to just say, let's give him the full first year to observe, it seems like a situation where they actually could comfortably do that. I kind of I kind of see that as well. I mean, like look at the success Kansas City had. Like you had a veteran who was just I know everybody is is loving on Alex Smith so hard right now and he deserves all the love that he's getting, but he was just an all right pro quarterback. Like he was not a world beater and and Patrick Mahomes got to watch that dude play an entire season. I mean, did did Mahomes get any cleanup duty at all that season? I feel like he Oh, uh, I think the last couple games. Maybe a little bit. Time, yeah. Okay. But even still like Alex. Man, take to a let him learn that whole year. Like this year's a wash. If if Fitz Magic does what Fitz Magic does, you're going to be a five and eleven football team. Yeah. Or maybe six and ten, maybe seven and nine. But still, you're going to have a middle round first round draft pick. Are you trying to light the world on fire with your rookie and have him win six or seven games and make your draft position worse? Like what are you, like what are you really building towards here? I yeah. mean, I guess if you think you can get to the playoffs, maybe, but. What are your strong thoughts here? <laughs> I guess, so here's how I'll hedge this. I don't fucking know if Tua's good enough to start above Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not there. I'm not watching. I don't see what they see. Uh, but, okay, there's something to be said about not rushing a quarterback in, letting them sit, learn the system, whatever. You've got to put the best players out there for you to try to win. And if you think that's Tua at this point, if the the Dolphins are in the thick of the, the playoff hunt as we sit right now, and as a coach, you're not looking ahead and thinking, oh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, we can finish 9-7 and seven or whatever. You're thinking, I'm in a playoff chase right now, and I have a quarterback that I think gets me there better than you go with Tua. And so, I, I mean – in all, I mean, it sounds crazy, but with how nuts this season could go with COVID and everything else, like we've said it in all the other sports, basketball, uh, baseball, like anything can happen this year. And so if you just get your toe in the water and make the playoffs, you've got to think that fucking, who knows, the Chiefs could come down with a COVID outbreak in the playoffs the and fucking... Be, the Titans could be banned from the league by week 10 and be 10-0 and at that point, but they could have so much like stuff going on that they just say, yeah, you guys are getting slapped with a bunch of yeah, we, uh, you know automatic forfeitures. We you just can't get your stuff together. Yeah, we just don't know what's going to happen and I just feel like with how pe- how you could lose players because of that just instantly. I mean, any team could. You've yeah. got to think that if you make it to where you're in the playoffs, you've got a you've got a shot. No matter whether you look at the teams above you and think they're better than you or what. And I and I think that's that's actually a super valid point because if you look at the disparity in the NFL right now between the number of teams that are one in five or worse and the teams that are two and four and better, there's an enormous group that are one in five or worse. Right. More than you would expect in a normal season. So if you're in that upper group, the the parity is clearly there. Like Yeah, there's a whole division basically <laughs> with that, one win, with no more than two wins. That's so 
Before yeah. we move on, let's take it to fantasy. Is Tua somebody that you would want to stash and see what happens? Get him before the rut, but get him before he plays, basically. Where if he does do well, it might be too late. I might not burn a waiver priority on it. I would be intrigued, depending on my quarterback situation, if he's past the. Who, who do they play week eight? The Rams, I believe. Ooh. Which and the the Rams are an interesting team because I think they're kind of fake good. They've womped on the NFC East, which is very clearly the worst division in football. They have a decent they, secondary and they have Aaron Donald. Yes. All right, let's keep moving. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, you let's. I have uh, Watson, who is a bye week eight. So maybe I will pick up yep. Tua and fling him in there, see how he does. Total, total gamble move. We're not going. Ri- I'm, I'm with you. I'm not risking a, a waiver sure. at all. Not in the one quarterback league. Uh, so the next one, DeAndre Swift arrival. I mean, w- was that it? Do we think he's like a, uh, he's a workhorse from here on out, or that he's their goal line? Did that he he's clear, like a he fantasy, a fantasy this, asset. This oh yeah. So oh he, yeah. He definitely two touchdowns broke that or something. Record. For terrible Detroit running backs not getting 100 yards, right? Because they had like that ridiculous streak. Am I wrong? Let me. Uh, I'm curious because I know Adrian Peterson still got a lot of touches. So are you uh, not on the. Uh, I think he may have gotten 100 yards, but I'm curious. No, he for sure got 100 yards. Was between those guys, and he so, got 14 carries. So Peterson actually had one more carry than him. So yes, he had 14 for 116. Uh, so, yeah, he broke that mark, two touchdowns. Adrian Peterson did have 15. Carryon Johnson had four. So he's still getting less than half this game. So and so unless it's going to be a changing of the guard and by Adrian Peterson at this point, or he continues uber efficiency, which 14 for 116 is a crazy – Yeah, it's like 8.7 or something, yeah. So would it, it... – do you do you stop with Adrian Peterson and give carry on that cleanup duty then? I mean, like in in cleanup because you said what fifteen for sixty, uh, fifteen for forty for okay AP, AP. So okay so yeah not two. not great yeah um yeah I I feel like if you're if you're Matt Patricia you have to look at the situation and say look at what this guy just produced he obviously had the enormous hiccup week one which I think one hurt his confidence. It hurts the coaching staff's confidence in him. And so, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a redemption arc, but you have to look at that stat line and say, we're a team that is starved for winning and starved for offense at this point. We got to go this way. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of leave it at, I don't think anyone was starting Adrian Peterson, so this makes it so someone in that Detroit backfield is worth a flex consideration at this point. For sure, yeah. for sure. Which is good because I didn't have any shares in him in – my real leagues, but all those public leagues, I have them in Got just about every league. <laughs> gotcha. Right on. Moving on, we have uh, Julio Jones. Heard he was used to be good. Kind of sucked for like a good portion, then was in Hurdy. Ouchie. Um, but scored touchdowns this week. Two of them looked like and, Julio and, this week. And all you know had over a hundred yards, hundred and thirty yards, I think, something like that. Um, so if, if you were a Julio owner and you were you know, starting him this week, you you know, you felt pretty good about yourself. Um, 
you know, yeah. what does this what does this mean going forward? You know, Calvin Ridley has been the number one wide receiver in not only Atlanta but also in all of fantasy. You know, what does that you know kind of mean with you know the new changing of the guard coaching scheme? Are they going to keep Julio super involved? Are they you know? Is this a matter of defenses are shifting towards Ridley because he's been the weapon and now Julio is again wide open as a guy who can exploit single coverage, you know? Here's how I feel is, A, good for him. Yeah, eight catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Awesome. Caught a long pass to 40. One of the touchdowns, I think, was 40 yards. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes that offense where they have stumbled the last couple of weeks with him not there – I think they get back on track. You see here they put up 40 points today. The Vikings defense is not good by any means, no. but I don't think they have any super daunting matchups coming up where they won't be able to put up 30-plus points. So I, 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 I very much see a reality where both he and Ridley are able to be, you know, probably 9 to 12 targets, 7 to 10 catches, somewhere from 80 to 100 yards for each of them, and the possibility of a touchdown. I don't think that's unrealistic at all that I don't think that defenses can choose to focus on just one of those guys because the other one is just going to go wild so I think that what's going to happen is neither of them get the focus so both of them are going to have their matchups at times where they're able to take advantage um so I don't know I think I think it's a plus for both guys um yeah and I mean both able to be consistent Ridley didn't have a bad day either no, I mean he, six he six hurt. or 61 oh he got hurt he was as hurt well. for yeah. a minute and he was out for a bit of the game so to be out for a bit and yeah you're, to your point still go six for 61 and a touchdown. touchdown and at least that was on seven targets where there was a couple games there where he had a bunch of targets but the connection with him and matt ryan was not really there yeah that so, green bay game he had five targets and no receptions correct. for sure like hopkins it, and Murray even chicago week. 13 and five like wow speaking of in that same game and crazy receiving lines Got Mr. Jefferson over with. Oh, the trying to keep up with the Jeffersons. No kidding. Um, and I'm I've totally got egg on my face as the Vikings fan and a little bit of a Justin Jefferson, you know, cheerleader. When I said, you know, maybe he's kind of the guy to shy away from because they dropped him so low on that depth chart, but he has clearly taken over not only like the number two job, but probably the number one job from Adam Thielen. He is the guy to look out for because. Kirk Cousins, for as bad as he has been, has been able to find this dude consistently. I'm, I mean, he is absolutely torn it up. Um, I what, think he's three... bolted up to yeah, he's got a couple like 300 yard plus in a row for sure. Well, I guess what I... Yeah, I he's only he's like up into like the top 10 wide receivers in fantasy at this point. I'm not ready to say he's going to be a better fantasy option than Thielen for the rest of the year. Um, but I mean, this, this week was impressive. He had 11 targets, nine catches compared to five targets and three catches for, for Thielen. But, you know, I, I still think Thielen's the number one there, but obviously the boom games are going to be there for this guy. Atlanta, I mean, two just games like over 30 side, points. So yeah, on the flip side, yeah, 300 this is a really yard good games. matchup for, this is a really good matchup for the Vikings. So they're not going to get to play the Falcons every week, but yeah, certainly, if you're not starting him, you're probably missing out, and you probably should start putting him in there until he stops tearing it up because he's on a roll right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on down the list, uh, staying with the Vikings, Alexander Madison, kind of disappointing. You, you would have thought this guy had a juicy matchup against that porous Atlanta defense, um, but he has shown that he's very clearly not Dalvin Cook and that defenses don't take him seriously. Um 
and and that's why he was able to get a lot of the yardage because they were so focused on Dalvin Cook they probably thought this guy was an afterthought and apparently defense has got the tape on him not great I mean he put up what like three fantasy uh, points 11 11 touches for 30 bad. yards yeah not. yeah and he had one run for 16 yards so that shows the rest of his <laughs> the rest success of his were that being said the Vikings got down super early they were in a position I mean Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions in the first half he uh, once again saved his fantasy day in garbage time and in the second half Right. I, it, it has been. I honestly, it's been. It's been so satisfying on as a person on the the Vikings forums and on the Vikings fan pages to watch the entire fan base realize what I've realized for the last three fucking years is that Kirk Cousins sucks and he's not a good quarterback. And so I've you know I've gotten a little bit of like, you know, whatever that good feeling in your gut is when you, other people finally realize that you are right. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, Madison. It's just, you know, it's a, it's unfortunate, but I, I wouldn't probably trust the guy going forward because I think the Vikings are going to be down games and they're not going to. Plus, when's Cook, Cook coming back? Isn't he going to be back? This week oh, and yeah. And, and, and he should be, be he should be back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, All that's right. what I figured. We got a couple other items here. What do we got? So, uh, Dalton, uh, Dalton versus Kyler in uh, Texas. Uh, first game without Dak for the Cowboys. Kyler coming home. He'd never lost a game in that stadium. He had been 6-0, and won three state championships there in high school. Uh, the Cardinals pretty much dominated from start to finish. Uh, no question about it. I guess at the beginning of the game, both teams kind of slow. Uh, it was. It was a slow first uh, quarter. Zeke coughing it up two, two drives in a two row. Straight, two straight possessions. Yeah, two, two straight possessions. Pretty much, pretty much, it was over after that. The Cardinals scored touchdowns on both of those, effort, and yeah, yeah and then it was, I think, yeah. yeah. You know, there was there was some questionable calls. the The interception, oh. the the CD Lamb pushdown interception was yeah. obviously a bit of a head scratcher. And then a, but, a couple PI calls on the on the Cowboys defense that were questionable yeah. too. The other side, so the Cowboys kind of got double screwed. screwed, bo- screwed and I'm not ways. I'm not one that would say that. As you know, towards the Cowboys for any reason other than I, yeah, usually kind of thought they did. Not a big ref blamer, but I'm kind of disappointed. I thought Andy Dalton would step up here. I thought he was going to kind of seize the moment. You know, he had all those dudes to throw throw to, and it was just like, all right, Andy Dalton does kind of suck. And I had kind of hoped he would have a little bit of a return to glory back in the home state. You know, to his credit, it not necessarily his credit, but just. It was his first first start with the Cowboys. This wasn't a bad matchup, but it wasn't a great matchup. They have he some had, players on that he defense. Had Michael Gallup drop a touchdown pass That's very true. early on in that game. Zeke fumbled uh, twice. Like you said, the interception. And I'm a guy who has CD Lamb in a couple of leagues, so I was not happy that he got shoved to the ground and the defender caught it instead of him. But I will say, a couple of bad calls don't make up 28 points. So no. I think they were, I think they were probably losing this one. Well. Well, even with Zach, Dak, I guess I'm not sure they win that game. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be it'd be closer, but I don't know. I is think this, the Cardinals might just be a better team all around, and I don't this, think Dak's enough to make up for that. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably take a couple weeks, but maybe this is like a, at least a little bit of a credit to Dak as well, too, though. Maybe like, oh, if, if to at least put up more than ten points, you know, for sure. Yeah. He, he, obviously, he's not impacting the defense and the thirty-eight points they gave up. But yeah, for sure to maybe make it a. 35 to 38 they probably still lose because again it's hard to put up that many points against a competent yeah. defense 
Um, but yeah, I think at least it could have been a closer game. All right. Moving yeah. on. Kenyon Drake also in this game with Did his first up. first big game. Uh like half of it was a garbage time run that was okay, I'll take it, but yeah. pro- probably actually in football uh non fantasy, it's probably best for him to just like take a knee at the ten and, and run the clock out. Uh Gurley was notorious because he would do that every single time if given the opportunity. Players and uh, fantasy players hated him for yeah. it. I, I was all about it. I had won my game, but I was like, run, Kenyon, run, baby. Mm-hmm. It was, that play specifically, the Cowboys just gave up. Like, he got yeah. through the front of the line and, and beat no the safety, and nobody even ran after him. Like, even he got to, like, the 15, he was like, Seriously? Yeah, Nobody's even, like, running he after me? You could have stood there and just walked run, this back and forth. Yeah, and like, run exactly. Tecmo <laughs> Bowl style. Yeah. Yep. All right, we got one more uh, item, if you want to call it news. We've got, uh, yeah, yeah, on the very least uh, <laughs> amount of news ever, John Ross wants to be traded, LOL, from Cincinnati. Uh, ran, like, the third hold on, highest. Hold on. Is he still getting paid? Yeah, what do you mean? And he's, and he's, he's on, on his rookie and, wait, contract, no, no, no. and he's on an NFL roster. But he's and, making and he's, demands. And he's, and he's, well, yeah, on his on his rookie contract. But then he's on the Bengals, and AJ Green's about to disappear, and T Higgins is all right. But like, what is Tyler Boyd in the long? Like, you don't want to jump on this Bengals rising tide. Like, why would? Well, because he's not – he's been inactive. He's been a healthy scratch the last three weeks. So he wants to go somewhere where he can play, quote-unquote. Uh, but if All you right. can't – Send him to the Eagles. Yeah. Send him to the Eagles. The Eagles, the Packers. I mean, there's some teams. But what what team is going to get what – what's somebody going to give up for John Ross yeah. at this point? Like – like uh, I'm thinking of like semi-pro, like a wa- the team washing machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up the news here. And move on to our yeah bras and non bras. All right. Going. And some yaw bras and knob bras. Let's talk about uh, last week. Even though you didn't hear it, we'll tell you some of the the best and worst calls we had. Uh, for myself, um, I had Ryan Tannehill, Brandon Cooks, and Trey Burton all as yaw bras. They, I think Tannehill was the number one quarterback last week. Um, but they all had nice weeks. Uh, some bad calls I had. Um, I did have Lamar Jackson as a knob bra. And shoot, who's the Davis I'm talking about here? Who's the Davis in the NFL? Corey Davis? No, Mike. Corey Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. I had Mike Davis as a Nabra. Uh, he had a decent week. He scored he a touchdown that kind of salvaged it. Yeah, it was but it was, it was okay. Not a, not a Nabra for sure. Uh, Manny, you had Big Ben, Ertz, and Tyreek all as Nas, and those were pretty good calls. And you had uh, Madison and Jacecki as Yaz. Jacecki put up the old goose egg. Gooser. Yeah. Uh, pretty Sweet. rare. Uh, Lansdorf, you had uh, the very good Aaron Rodgers call as a Nabra. Uh, he had, what, worst fantasy game ever, I think you said? Yeah, yeah, as for worst in his career. And uh, I know you guys couldn't hear it, but I went on and on about <laughs> why I thought that Aaron Rodgers would have a bad day. No, actually, That was right after actually, I predicted the exact score of every game, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. It was. No, I refused to give any reason other than I just had a gut <laughs> feeling that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have a good week this Sometimes week. Sometimes that's what you Exactly. That was a weird game, too, because it was like offense is on for the Packers, and then he threw that pick six, 
and then an interception in the next drive, and then he just couldn't do anything. Yeah, right. yeah, because yeah, the Packers were up ten nothing that game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you also had Ebron as a nah was a good call. I think you only had like two catches, and then Stafford and Tanyan you had as Nas. Stafford actually wasn't that bad. Stafford was like, man. Tanyan had a terrible game. I was going to say, like, Tanyan was four, so maybe had, I had, had him as Yaz. You had them as Yaz. Yeah, oh, I had them as Yaz. Yeah, you, okay. had, you had Stafford and Tanyan Yeah, Tanyan was bad. Yeah, because actually the Lions had a good game, but it was the running game. Right. So Stafford didn't do that much, and Tanyan didn't do shit. And then uh, Stokes, he had Fitzmagic, and TJ Hawkinson as Yaz. Hawkinson had one of those – he had two catches for like 12 yards, but one was a touchdown and at the tight end position – that's enough for a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the bad call. Oh, yeah. Evans is a nah, which was a good call. His bad calls were Minshew is a nah. Minshew is fine. And he had Akers as a yeah. And Akers, I don't know if he had a goose egg. I think he only had one snap that he played the whole game. Uh, so that was a, that yeah. Was a nah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> for this week, let's hit some quarterbacks here. So my Yabra quarterback is going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they are going to New Orleans playing in the Superdome. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. So I'm going to say uh, that's my Yabra this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Justin Herbert versus the Jags. feel like it's a little bit of a juicy matchup. He was only ranked like 12th or something, and I feel like that's an opportunity for him to feast a little bit. Coming out of the bye, retooling the offense. You know, let's see what he's got. Um, I'm looking at Baker with a rebound match after a terrible week against uh, Steelers. Uh, nothing better to rebound against than the Bengals, baby. Uh, then on the so. flip side, Stokes has got Burrow as his guy here going up against the Browns. Browns defense has been kind of yeah shaky, but the week. Uh, but yeah, Burrow is down at 16 in the rankings. I want to say. Baker Mayfield's all the way down at 23, so yeah, he's he wouldn't way have to climb too much for you to have a pretty good call out there. Yeah, I think, I think he ends up like a top 15 at least. All right. Uh, Nabraz, I'm going to go with Josh Allen, and it's just one of those where maybe the Bills get up like 21 to 0, and maybe he threw one of those touchdowns, but maybe Singletary got one, maybe Moss gets one, and, you know, maybe he – levels out at like 15 points even if he gets a couple touchdowns that they just don't have to do that much i'm rolling with uh matt ryan versus detroit he he's ranked as like sixth right now and i don't think he's going to have like a terrible day but i I, for whatever reason my my gut's telling me he's going to have a matt ryan-ish day and so that was that's that's what jumped out to me uh, I went with Tannehill. I wouldn't be looking to start him. He wasn't super high, but, you know, up there in that range that you'd be maybe thinking about streaming or starting or whatever. Uh, it's just a tough matchup. And, and uh, I mean, why pass when you have the bulldozer that is Derrick Henry? We also didn't mention that, that he ran for 200 yards, caught for 52, and oh, yeah. essentially won them the game this week. Yeah. Basically. Did, he, uh, did he break the fantasy points record this week no i don't even think he broke 40 points in most leagues no. barely yeah, with all the bonuses we have he did but yeah know, I, I don't think so i think okay been... no but he is the he now joins like he, there's multiple things so three 200 yard games in two seasons that's like jim brown and barry sanders or something like that yeah. i don't know it was like two people and then that were hall of famers and then there was 
players with more than one 90-yard rush in their career. He had a 94, that one crazy stiff arm, was it 99. No, he had like a 99-yard. 99, the so stiff arm, the crazy stiff arm one against the Jags, yep. and then this one was 90 this week. And that's like five or six people. Lamar Miller, of all people, is one one <laughs> of them. Uh, but, yeah, so. Any list of accomplishments for a running back. Yeah, <laughs> Lamar, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, yeah. Miller. <laughs> All right, yep. to wrap up the quarterbacks, uh, thank you. Uh, Nabra for uh, for Stokes is going to be Matt Stafford. He is ranked seventh right now with that juicy Atlanta matchup. I disagree gonna, with yeah, this. I, I like it. I, I like. I'm going to disagree with that real hard. Um, I think that's a good enough matchup, and yeah, I, I mean, maybe the running game gets some of it again, but I don't know. I see Stafford at least twenty plus points this week. The, okay, it didn't end up that way this week. But over the long run, them having a legitimate running game is going to be a plus. It's yeah, it's a yeah. plus. It's not a bad thing for their offense. I mean, the Chiefs have a legitimate running game. Nobody's complaining about them putting up not Chiefs enough put up passing. Like, like some rushing yards this week. We know the I know we know the Lions want to pass. Like they're not going to just suddenly not want to pass. So I mean, I mean, really, it came down to this week that. The touchdowns happened to go to the running backs, right. and the Jaguars' offense wasn't able to put up points to keep up with them in that game. So Atlanta, I know you're down on Matt Ryan this week, but what has Atlanta been able to do yeah, almost every week points. this year is put up points on offense. Yeah, so no, 100%. I, yeah, I, I struggle with that one. All right, let's do some uh, running backs. All right, rolling in, we have um, for the running backs, I'm going to roll with DeAndre Swift uh, versus Atlanta because I – I think Detroit is going to take this game. I just I, – I don't know. Whatever reason, I got a good feeling about Detroit this week. He caught three passes this week, you know, this past yeah. week too. So, some involvement in that passing game. Uh, Stokes is going to roll with uh, Boston Scott versus the Giants. His reasoning there is what else are the Eagles going to do? <laughs> I am going to respectfully disagree with that choice. But if you I got- mean – I'm looking at the rankings now. Boston Scott is 23 right now. So I guess I don't know if he's – I'd put him too much higher than that. But Giants defense is not too impressive. So I don't know. I'd, I'd say would I start him in my flex? Sure. If I'm desperate, I'll throw him in my flex. Who's but, 24 and 5 on that uh, list? Philip Lindsay, James White. Ooh, I'll take Lindsay there. Well, is Gordon back? I believe Gordon's going to be back unless the league comes down. I was going to say, that probably is. Suspension. I don't think it's going to happen this week, but maybe. The league has to suspend him for DUI, right? At some point. I They're think. going to, yeah. To. But then he can also probably appeal, appeal and that'll take. Maybe it's pushed. Exactly, wherever. When. Yeah, I I have trouble with that one. If, if he was ranked more like 30s or so, I would agree. Because I think around 25 is probably about right. I don't see him doing much, but especially – you know, guys ahead of him like Daryl Henderson, Swift, Singletary, Gibson. Yeah, I don't know that definitely I'm pushing go- him ahead of most of those guys. Well, yeah, my guy here is Gibson. So yeah. uh, versus Dallas, Drake just went off for 160 and two touchdowns. Uh, that Dallas defense didn't look like they could stop shit on shit. Uh, I mean, they couldn't stop passing or running, and it, I don't really see that changing. Yep. I mean, they haven't been able to all year. Right. They looked especially bad last night. And uh, I just think that uh, this will be Gibson's. 
then I'll just kind of keep the thread going Day. with uh, with Josh Allen having not a great fantasy day. I'm going to say what better time to get your rookie who hasn't broken out too much, has had some injury concerns, if he's healthy now, what better time to get him some work other than against the Jets. So I, I, I think there's an opportunity for him to get a, a buttload of touches and uh, a good team to go up against. He's ranked down at 40th right now. So, you know, to get him to the point where he could be a flex consideration, I think is, uh, is what I'm predicting here. Some knob bras. Um, I'm gonna say Derrick Henry might have himself an off week against the Steelers D. You're fading Tannehill. I'm fading Henry. I, I think the Steelers D is for real. Like, I know the Browns are what the Browns are, but like the Steelers D made them look really, really, really bad. And and I know the Titans have been kind of this crazy story going forward, but this I, this feels like a stumbling block for me. So uh, t- two five and O teams in that two of the yeah. last three five and O teams in that matchup. I think it's only the second or third time teams of undefeated teams have met this late in the season as well. I don't think anyone would have guessed that. Uh, no, mostly because at the time they were supposed to play each other, it would have been a mathematical impossibility that they were both five and O. But still, I don't think many expected <laughs> them both to be undefeated at this point. No. Um, uh, Stokes Stokes did go uh, Joe Mixon, so Mixon had a decent game. Uh, the injury's a little bit concerning, so I think that maybe bumped him down to where he's at at ninth right now. But I, I've got concerns as well, so I, I see what he's going for there. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it that Cleveland that Cleveland defense better come out and play angry next week, right? Like, yeah, you just got embarrassed. I went with uh, James Robinson. He's a spot above him at eight right now. Uh, they're going up against the Chargers in L.A. And I don't know, just he's – for anybody who has him, where you were able to grab him, which is mostly picking him up off the waivers, like, good on you. He's been awesome. He probably still will be good enough that you can start him as, a you know, your running back too. But I just think the matchup – plus I look at his touches, and, you know, we talked about Swift with uh, 14 touches. That's really all – he got yeah the last week so I, I don't know i just think uh i think he may be revealing himself a little bit now when there's some tough matchups that if they give him enough work he's going to be startable but i don't think he's like game changing type of a game changing type of player where he's gonna be super efficient with the touches he gets sure Lanzo, who do you have for your nah, bro? Um, I have Mike Davis. Uh, like we said earlier, he kind of had a mediocre, like okay, but not. I just think he continues to come back down to earth and. Uh, Again, he's ranked he, six. He's not, week, exactly, so. exactly so high. He's not Christian McCaffrey, and he's so. been that. He had to be fair. When he, he has. Played, he, he has been a top six running back. Absolutely. I don't know, I'm man. Just, I, I'm just I feel like that it. Saints game is going to be an absolute shootout. Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of points scored in that Carolina New Orleans game. So, I think that benefits Mike Davis. But I don't know. I it might he be. Does catch passes. It might be. He does. I'm not so sure that game would be a shootout. I think both those defenses are better than you think they are. I'm not saying nine to six. Uh, both offenses are capable, but the defenses aren't atrocious Over under either. 40 points. So, um, eh, probably over, but I'd not by a lot. 40, 40 48. Ooh, I, That's probably under, I probably under, shootout, probably under. I don't think it's 50. Yeah. I think over. I think I'll yeah, say under too. 48. All right. Uh, Lansdork. 
for receivers. wide receivers. Um, I my Yabra is Metcalf. I think he was ranked around 15. I'll I'll take that. Just in general, don't care about matchup. Whatever. If he's not in the top 10 at this point, pretty I see much him at week nine to week. Here, you still like him? Oh, I saw uh, him. Like him higher than that. It could have oh. updated throughout the day. Um. That's about I, that's I about right. I, can't, I, I mean, I I still like it. It's still probably a little low okay. for cool. your chances with him. Uh, who does Stokes? Stokes has Odell Beckham. Odell is down at twenty four. They're playing Cincinnati, so if I don't match up. I don't hate that pick. But the only thing for me is, do they? What is when Cleveland has been successful? I feel like what what is their game funneled through? It's been their. Run it has game. been. No, it has been their passing game through their wide receivers. Meaning, when their wide receivers throw touchdown passes. <laughs> I just feel like if, if they, against Cincinnati, if you can run, if you can give Kareem Hunt, if you can give Dearness Johnson and Hilliard, like, and if they're getting six yards of carry, why not just pound it down the field? And, you know, maybe there's some third downs where Odell's getting some looks and. I don't know. We'll see how the Cincinnati offense can keep up. Obviously, they can put up points. And I guess. Punches. I guess one thing we kind of didn't talk about though is like Baker got benched at the end of that game because of you know supposed injury concerns. Is he square to play this game this week, or is this a is, is this a situation where Stefanski says, "Hey, we're playing the weakest team in this division." Granted, they're in probably arguably the one of the better divisions in football. Hey, we're playing the weakest team in this division. Let's trot Case Keenum out there. You know, is is that a concern going forward for, you know, wide receivers and, you know, quarterback prospects for the Browns? Yeah. It kind of just sprung into my head, but yeah. is is am I too far off base with that? Tough to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, I went with uh, – I went down the rankings quite a bit, and I've got uh, Brandon Ayuk as my pick. He's down at 46 right now. My Look thinking there – uh, you know, think of what do the Patriots do as a defense? They usually will find whatever your strongest Best, uh, weapon is and shut it down. So Ayuk right now is probably, especially without Mostert playing right now, is third, I'd say, as far as things people would worry about. Who are you going to shut down first? Kittle. What did the Patriots do to Darren Waller? Not that Waller is quite Kittle, but they shut him down to absolutely nothing. So I, I like the playmaking of this guy. His season highs for receptions and yards, I think it was week two. He had five catches, 70 yards. I'm going to say he, he tops both of those numbers this week. Right on. Um, my Yabra this week is going to be Michael Thomas, ranked 22nd. He's Drew Brees' favorite target. He's probably pissed off that he punched some dude in the face and got suspended for a game. He's going to be extra healthy because he punched some dude in the face and had to sit an extra game. So I expect Thomas to come out and have a monster game this week. He just knew that the coaches were going to rough, rush him back, so he punched the guy in the face to – You know, perhaps. Get an extra week to heal. Yeah. Uh, Lanzo some non I'm sure a good story will come out of At that eventually. Point. Yeah. I agree. Probably not the, the – uh, who was it? The Wizards locker room fucking gun oh, gun, gun scandal. Yeah. But uh, oh. I bet it's probably, probably <laughs> I remember pretty that. good. Like uh, circa 2007 or something? Yeah, like uh, Gilbert Arenas and Crawford <laughs> yeah. and yeah. those guys. Uh, anyways, my Nabra is Amari Cooper. I, I don't know. Dalton looked most comfortable with Lamb 
I, that's who I saw him targeting on. That's who I saw him kind of relying on. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell in that with so that Cowboys offense right now. Ten targets for each of those guys. Seven catches for each. Amari okay. Cooper did catch the touchdown yeah. between the two. So, you know. I, I guess I think, close. But, uh, again, that goes from the first four weeks of the season. Amari Cooper was, I think after four weeks, he was the number one wide receiver in some leagues from a fantasy perspective. And Lamb was maybe in the top 15. So, I think them being more even as far as targets and catches and yards is is a shift from what it was previously for sure yeah so uh, stokes has a godwin uh godwin is ranked 14th right now playing the las vegas raiders um just kind of i think he says he could be great but hard to count on so you know maybe that's kind of a boomer bust type of situation it is right? i almost picked him i thought the same thing i was like i'll pick him and he'll score 30 fucking points so I didn't pick him. Yeah, I, oh, I, I picked uh, I picked Will Fuller. He's dropped from 12 to 13 since I looked at it earlier today. They're playing the Packers. I don't think the Packers are going to be very happy coming out of their last game, uh, not really being able to stop anybody. We didn't really talk about Gronk. Maybe he, I'm sure he'll come up later, but like Gronk finally had a game. Had a Gronk game. I think the stat line that I called out for like three weeks ago, he actually did it. This one, you know, it was like six catches, seventy some yards, and a touchdown. But yeah. uh, anyhow, I think Will Fuller's had a nice season so far. Absolutely, Brandon Cooks has arrived in the last few weeks here. I just think of Will Fuller more as like a back end wide receiver two than a borderline wide, wide receiver, receiver one. one. So that's that, that's where I'm coming from. Uh, so I'm going to say lower than 13, probably more around 20 or a little bit lower. Stefan Diggs obviously has the juicy matchup against the Jets. Um, I'm kind of fading him just because I like your theory about like the Bills want to score m- more than two possessions against you and then run the ball and end the game. Like they, they are not the type of team that wants to like blow you out by 60 points like the Chiefs want to sometimes. Like if if anything their last last week showed they just kind of want to run the ball and and manage the game <laughs> obviously Josh Allen can be great Stefan Diggs can be great but i think they get in they get up by like 14 or 20 by, on the jets and then they say let's let's go home like so i'm fading Stefan Diggs yeah he's up at uh, 7 right now yeah <clears throat> i've been more impressed this year with Stefan Diggs work in the middle of the field and on the sidelines that catch he had in the end zone this week was really nice oh, uh i i i don't know i mean he might have a down week this week i've been more of a believer seeing Stefan Diggs in buffalo in him than i ever was in minnesota and he always had big games in minnesota always had big plays things like that uh i guess they just always use thielen more as their possession guy and never use Diggs in that role at all like at all it seems like the thing is he could finish as a Nabra compared to his wide receiver seven ranking this week. Right. And still, still be outperforming and, your draft capital. You yeah, on exactly. Him, you know? Yeah, no yep. doubt. I, I, you know, he could very well score 10 or 11 or 12 this week. And I think where you have him projected as like wide receiver six or seven or whatever it is, you're going to have guys that are in the twenties at that point. Right. So yeah. Uh, Lance Orker, we got a tight end here. Uh, tight end, we have. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, Manny, is this you? Sorry, Manny. Oh, it do, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we can uh we can roll with our Yabras this week. Um, I'm gonna go with uh Darren Fells against the Packers because Gronk just had his best game of the year against them. So, and Got it. and felt two good weeks in a row. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's yeah. What? 
He's so slow. Fells or Gronk? Fells. <laughs> Both? Both. He had that long catch this week. And, Shine yeah, he, he, like, knocked a couple guys over. But I was like, holy shit, I think Milo could catch you in a, in a race, buddy. Uh, but uh, a professional athlete. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's probably faster. It's just compared to, like, between, when you see between... a wide receiver get in the open field or even Kelsey or Kittle, and you're like, okay, that dude is cooking for a big guy. You see Fowles, you're like, ooh, you but are like, a big guy. Between, between you hating on his speed and Stokes, Stokes calling him not a physical specimen, I, like – Darren Fells is going to come into our podcast one day and like <laughs> bash all of our skulls. Mr. In. Fells, I've never disparaged the one I, the I one like, person like outside to... of our league that listens. It turns out to be him. Darren Fells. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Stop listening. Uh, Lance Orkin, yeah, for you uh, this week. I have Hooper against the Bengals. Uh, he's starting to get a little more uh, involved in the offense, I guess. At least I get some catches. So. And I'm just running. I'm running. I don't think you can go wrong picking. I actually, I actually like the Hooper pick this week. Stokes won with Noah Fant if he plays against Kansas City. If he plays, I like it because that's a matchup where they're going to have to be throwing the ball. I don't know that he's likely to uh, I don't either. be playing this week, but we'll see. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Logan Thomas. Uh, yeah, I like this He's too. been getting four-plus catches a game. Uh, they're going up against Dallas. Nice touchdown this week. Had a nice touchdown this week. I don't know, just – if you're going up against Dallas, you have a chance at doing a lot. I mean, getting a lot of production. I said it last week, uh, which obviously you all didn't hear. But uh, other than uh, other than Ertz, who's now R.I.P. Whatever. Uh, other than Ertz and what there was one other, but he lines up in the in a wide receiver position rather than on the line more than any other tight end in the league. Fantasy purposes. That's a very good thing, generally. I mean, it's Washington, so, you know, I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. I think he's definitely, once again, they don't have many other options. Right. And in Dallas, defense sucks, so. Manny, how about some knobbrows at tight end? So, this is the knobbrow that I'm, like, most uncomfortable about. Um, it's Tanyan versus Houston. He had the one game where he had six targets, a whole bunch, like 70-some yards and three touchdowns. Beyond that, he's averaging like three and a half targets a game. I kind of have a feeling the guy might be more of a flash in the pan than somebody you really need to take that seriously. Um, so this is my one I don't feel great about, but I'm, I'm going to fade Tanyan this week. All right. Uh, Landsdork? Uh, Evan Ingram against the Eagles. And those guys are five and six uh, right now, ranking-wise. Tanya and Ingram. Tanya yeah. Ingram. yeah. I don't know. I just don't – I having almost anybody in that Giants offense in the top ten at any position, I don't feel great about just because they – I mean, I, the Eagles aren't that great of a defense. They're not that great at anything. But I don't know. I don't know if you can count on any part of that Giants offense, really, to – play week to week so jump down a couple spots to eight and stokes has dalton schultz as his uh nabra there um he did get five targets four catches in his first game with dalton as the starter <laughs> which four catches may be enough depending on what you do with them if you catch a touchdown to be the tight end eight for sure yeah um but yeah he's uh got him down uh i'm going all the way up to number three this week the juicy matchup with atlanta uh but I don't know. Hawkinson has had 
two catches the last two games, and he hasn't gotten over 20 yards in either of those two games. What has he <gasps> does? He scored a touchdown, which is yep. enough to make Wait. you a uh, top 10 tight end. Oh. I'm not – a good matchup isn't going to have me vault him all the way up to the George Kittle, Travis Kelsey you know, tier of yep. guys. I think he's – I'm not putting him over Darren Waller just based yep. on a good matchup. So I, I think that's a little uh, excessive at this point. All right, we are going to move on to winning on the waiver wire. We ready? Yep. All right, guys, welcome back. We are uh, coming back with winning on the waiver wire. Uh, the top pickups of the week owned in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. We're going to start with quarterbacks. We have Andy Dalton against Washington at 45%. Uh, Teddy B against New Orleans, also at 45%. Baker Mayfield against Cincinnati at 36%. And Derek Carr versus Tampa Bay at 26%. Um, how are you guys feeling about these? Derek Carr is interesting because he had the blow-up game uh, before their bye week this past week. So blow-up game, bye week to prepare, but look at what Tampa Bay did to I was going to say, Bay that's got to scare you a little that's bit, doesn't it? Part. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is my yabra this week, so that's going to be the guy I go with. I think, I think Derek Carr may still be second on this list for me. Um, if you're going to start Derek Carr, you need to work on your uh, argument for why you think he's better than Aaron Rodgers against that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, I mean, that's like saying, I don't know, what's some of the mashups of people who have won him? I mean, that's like saying because a team beat another team, I know everything team, changes means, week to week, but, know. but yeah. So I'm not going to make that argument, but I'm just going to say Teddy Bridgewater. I, I actually kind of like Baker in this in matchup. If he plays, if he doesn't play, um, give me Teddy B here. Baker's my Abra. I don't know. I was kind of quiet when you guys were talking about Andy Dalton, because I, I was sitting there and I for thinking, I said plenty on this last week, but then we didn't post last week. So I'm just going to say Andy Dalton sucks. I've watched him for years. Like I said last week, I've watched him more than any of you. And, and like, I know you see weapons all around Dallas. And I know you guys, some of you were like, well, Bengals never, I beg to disagree. The Bengals had some teams that had fucking offensive weapons. When we had Andy Dalton, we didn't do shit. I mean, we had we had he can have good games, but God, so I, I can't remember if it was Stokes or Manny because Stokes isn't here. We're gonna say it's Stokes. I think Stokes was saying he could be your rest of year. It was Stokes, rest of year guy. No, no, yeah. no. I think matchup. If the matchup's right, I, I was saying he was interesting in the next week. I won't attest to saying yeah. he like could, if he was if he was playing against the Dallas defense somehow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> practice, practice, start up. Okay, Jets, maybe even fire him up. Yeah, because then actually the Dallas defense is so bad the Jets might be able to keep up offensively. Yeah, they might be able to score some points. Uh, okay, uh, so or Lance, could we have a running back at running back? Uh, Justin Jackson at Jet versus Jacksonville at fifty percent owned. He really, I think, at this point should be owned in. Oh, in, in all yeah. leagues. Anything I, half PPR or PPR. I think the sure. only reason he's at 50% right now is they had their bye this week, and there were probably some teams that had to drop him or didn't pick him up because right. they had to fill spots. No doubt. Um, 
Boston Scott, 15%. That assuredly will skyrocket up. He's got to be one of the top ones, uh, especially if Jackson's gone. McKissick, he's 14% versus Dallas. Geo, if Mixon stays ouchie, uh, might even just knowing there's a nagging injury be be kind of worth it if you're hard up on running back to, to stash him a little bit. Can we agree if Jackson happens to be there, he's got to be the top guy? 100%. reality, he's probably not there. If he's not there, Boston Scott has to be your top option, right? I disagree. How, I think – How long Sanders I think, out? I think Who Sanders is, is uh, not playing think, this week. He is – which has been infuriating. He's not going to play this week, but he won't get the out designation beforehand. Like, they yeah. haven't ruled him out gotcha. because they're still pending MRI yeah, yeah. results. So, you, I couldn't slide him into an MRI – or an oh, IR slot. Um, slide him in the MRI machine. The MRI center. machine. Can I just slide you in, <laughs> Miles Sanders? Um, no. So I understand why there's a lot of people who see the upside of Boston Scott, but as someone who had Boston Scott while Miles Sanders was out early in the season, he didn't do much. And I understand that the Giants' defense might be the best matchup he's seen, but I don't I don't think it's there. Like, So I guess just like when we talked about uh... – Madison earlier. I'm not saying Madison is never going to be a startable option if Dalvin Cook isn't playing. I think if the matchup's right, I think he could be a great play in certain weeks. Just because Boston Scott had one down week when he had the opportunity, it seems like he's still probably going to get the majority of the work. So I don't know. I, I think he'd be worth a flex for sure this week. All right. Yeah. Landsdork? I, yeah, I think. Uh... I agree. Just, Justin Jackson or Boston Scott. For this week, Boston Scott maybe is a better play. So if you absolutely need to win this week or you're looking for somebody to really plug in and start, maybe you go with that. For rest of the year, for sure, Justin Jackson. Like He just should just he should injuries, just be uh, owned with the Eckler injury, yeah, which is still at least, what, four weeks or so out. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that Josh Kelly it hasn't looked – involved in the passing game and when he's ran he hasn't been explosive or anything so there's not doesn't seem to be a ton of competition there uh let's hit some wide receivers here this may be the last chance lanzo so i wanted to put him on here chanel up at 49 percent. they're going up against the chargers aj green uh they're playing cleveland he's at 48 percent. travis fulgham with another pretty good week he didn't make it quite to 50 he's at 46 percent Keelan Cole with another nice week for the Jags. He's healthy. He's playing well. They're playing the Chargers as well at 29%. And then Tim Patrick kind of seemed to be the preferred option for Drew Locke uh, this past game over uh, over Jerry Judy or any of the other weapons. He's playing Kansas City. They're probably going to have to be throwing the ball, and he's 18% owned. Who do you guys like here? Lance Rook other than LaVisca, who do you like here? Um, thanks for uh, excluding that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, to plug in and start, obviously, that Giants matchup is pretty good. The Eagles have nothing else in the tank. He's looked he's looked as good as, as anybody, uh, as any of the rookies really. Out, well, really, just about as, in, as good as any of them. Uh, he's not too far behind Jefferson or uh, Lamb in yardage at this point. So uh, he's been right there uh, doing his thing. I, I mean, it's got to be if, – if LaVisca and him have decent games, you're absolutely right. Both of them. It's last call. If you don't get them this week, there's no getting them. They're going to be they're going to be well above 50% after this week, and then 
you know, higher. Um, but yeah, Keelan Cole has done well too this year, though statistically. Uh, when he plays, when, when he, he plays, plays he's yeah. he's done really well. I, I it's probably criminal that he's at twenty nine percent based on his like uh, points per game so far this year. Um, AJ Green. So sometimes we talk about winning on the wire wire. We really focus on like right now, or even like, can you play them immediately? Maybe your best hope for AJ green is that the Bengals just look at the season and say, any pieces we can get anything for, we need to get rid of and AJ green goes to the Packers or he goes to the chargers or the Colts or some team that has at least (laughs) a fucking (laughs) to the Colts. Oh yeah. You want Phillip rivers that aren't him? You think that's a good thing for him? Well, Phillip rivers at least. Yeah, maybe that old guy vibe. Uh, okay, yeah, so I'm going to go, yeah. Full I mean, long. he doesn't seem to have any rapport with Burrow, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, he, this week he looked okay, but they just don't seem to have, I don't know if it's because A.J. Green was injured and not really doing much, you know, practicing much this, this off season, and they just kind of got his thing with the rookie and the other guys, or they just, the team is ready to move on. They're paying A.J. Green's always complaining that his music is too loud, that he, you know, is revving his car outside of the stadium when they're practicing. It, Wishes yeah, he'd just, just get off his damn lawn. I mean, yes. part of me wonders if it's just hard for A.J. Green to get motivated for the Bengals after they basically fucking injured him last year playing on shitty fucking field in Dayton, Ohio, for no reason. Uh, I it, It'd be – it'd piss me off. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Manny, did you pick someone here? I uh, I didn't. Um, of the three guys at the in the in the forty five plus range, I think you probably want to grab Lavisca or Fulgham. But I I think of people that are probably readily available, I'd grab Keelan Cole here. Okay. So. Very good. How about some tight ends? All right, so we have Dallas Goder uh, versus the Giants at 41%. Uh, we have Burton, who is on a bye at 22%, but had a pretty impressive week last week. Which, to your credit, you called that shit out. Um, we also have Logan Thomas versus Dallas at 14%, and we have Anthony Ferkser, uh, the Tennessee backup tight end who came out Did, of nowhere with the Johnny Smith yeah, injury. Yeah, I think it's – yeah, if Johnny one, Smith is – yeah. Did Trey Burton get a Wildcat touchdown? Wildcat rushing touchdown this week? One okay. yard rushing I wasn't touchdown. sure I dreamed that or not, but I, yeah. You're dreaming weird stuff if it was Trey Burton. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trey Burton was there. <laughs> uh, Hayden Hurst was there as well. <laughs> Trey Burton. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he caught, he caught one touchdown, and they did at the one-yard line give him the Wildcat formation um, and let him punch him. And that wasn't a, like, because I haven't been historically like a homer. Like, I throw Colts out there like crazy, especially this year. Not many. No, but Trey Burton's in. your guy. Yeah, Trey, a, little <laughs> bit, a little bit, a little bit. But no, it just, the, the trends were there. The trends were there that he was getting more of the work, more of the snaps, more of the routes, more of the targets yeah. within that tight end position. I was not, you know, foreseeing a Wildcat rushing touchdown for him. That one I did not call, but that's just kind of, even without that, he would have had probably a top five tight end game yeah, for the week for sure um but that being said i with Ferkser, that's kind of if johnny was out which it sounds like it's a pretty minor injury uh so it really comes down to go or thomas if you need somebody this week um i might roll thomas honestly for longer term maybe go is someone i'd like to pick up 
but yeah, I don't know. If if you're looking a little more long term and maybe Godair is still sitting on the roster of somebody, and you don't need someone this week, Burton's maybe worth throwing on your roster and seeing if that kind of continues to be an upward trend for him. I I think grabbing a tight end on a bye week is a tough pull. It's a tough your, sell, yeah. On your roster. Um, that being said, I like the upside of him. I'm probably going to agree with you on Logan Thomas this, for this week, and I'd also agree with you for Godare for some of the slightly more long-term. I mean, what they're saying about the Earth's injury, it's two to four weeks. So, okay, he comes back in the middle of that in three, and even still, when you get guys on these kind of middling injuries, are they really back to full form? I guess I'm less worried about – it's more that Godare is healthy – I don't really care if right. Hurts is so, there or not because he was doing I was going to say, so we there. saw no. Godair take over that role basically right. earlier in the season, right? And now Hurts isn't even there. Now Hurts yep. is hurt. So you I think what? if Godair comes back, right. man, I'll fire me up on that shit. I mean, right. I, there is that injury risk that he may be nagging and slow down. And, and I guess I, I – in my main leagues, I have pretty good tight ends, but I would still pick him up. Even I would pick him up as my backup tight end, and maybe even possible flex starter. Yeah, with especially, string, you know, I mean, with Wince, and- with Wince at quarterback and no other weapons right. there. I mean, you've got to think that's if, if at the tight end position. That's he, he's got to be good. In the fucking wasteland that is tight end the fact that logan thomas is only 14 percent owned seems just criminal to me i don't know i mean he hasn't been outstanding this year but he's gotten catches, but so yeah he's, he's been okay lanzor grab us up with some defenses here uh defenses we have uh philly against the giants uh dallas <laughs> against washington <laughs> Defenses are tough on the way. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it is bad this week because there's so many good teams and there's so many really bad teams. I think I'd roll Cleveland at Cincy or maybe Philly at the Giants. I would not start. the. I would I, not I, go yeah, with I, Dallas. I wouldn't touch the Dallas deep for I anything. I think if you can get Philly, that'd be my go-to yeah. for sure. Probably Cleveland over Dallas if I – Yep, I, 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 we're completely in agreement. Philly 1, Cleveland 2, Dallas 3. All right, let's move to some pick'em bitches. Pick them, bitches. Bitches. I can't do this. Those bitches. Oh, you want me to pause it? Is that what you want? Well, if we're doing a little gas clean. All right, we're ready. It's going? Yep. All right. Uh, and we're going to pick them bitches. Uh, so we missed the last two weeks. So how about we just kind of recap where we are right now? Maybe that would make sense. And we just go sure. from there. Sure. So we'll just say that Landsdorf has the lead at this point. Uh, he is leading the pack. He took a lead a couple weeks ago. Uh, got a little bit of a gap right now. Stokes is three games behind him. Uh, and Manny and myself are both two games behind Stokes. So we got five, a five game difference between, the, our leader, Landsdork, and uh, Manny and I trail in the pack. Um, yeah, I don't know. Manny, we'll give you credit. You did uh, win last week's battle. You uh, you split it. and uh, Like the, the NFC East, below you. I'm winning at 500. There you go. <laughs> uh, some quarterbacks. How about you start us off for this week? All right, we have Justin Herbert versus Jacksonville or Cam Newton versus San Francisco. I am going to roll with Herbert in the juicy matchup against Jacksonville. 
everyone else seems to feel the same. So let's move on from that. Um, we have Ryan Tannehill versus Pittsburgh. Well, actually, the one thing I will call out is because we have a sweep there, I knew this was going to happen. The one where we all picked last week, uh, we all picked Chase Claypool over Travis Fulgham. And Travis Fulgham, Fulgham won. Yep. So, so, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cam Newton, big game. Uh, guaranteed. Uh, write it in, folks. Uh, we have Ryan Han- Ryan Tannehill versus Pittsburgh or Tom Brady at the Vegas Raiders. So, Landsdorf, wasn't Tannehill, was he your Nabra or was he your Nabra? Oh, wait, he was mine. So you think you think no. Brady you're putting it switching over to Brady? I'll switch okay. to Brady. Yeah, I think I don't Wasn't, know Tannehill. I'm going through. His... Tannehill's just been on it, man. He's feisty. He's, been on He's it. good. Uh, uh. So I, I'm just I know the Pittsburgh defense is tough. Stokes is with me on this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tannehill to take this one down. I'm gonna roll with Tim Brody. I think he's got that Tampa Bay offense rolling. If if he is finally rekindered the Gronk connection, which for fuck's sake, I hope he did. <laughs> um, I think they roll in Vegas, so give me uh, Tim Brody this week. Lancer. Yeah, I want Brady too. What do we have at running back? Vegas defense. So at running back, we have uh, Philip Lindsay versus James White. I got Lindsay in this one. I am also rolling Lindsay, and so is Stokes. I hate going Patriots running backs, but give me James White. I'm also contrarian by nature. but What's interesting is Lindsey had a good game this last week. He had over 100 yards. No involvement in the passing game whatsoever. So yeah, it was it all straight like, rushing yards. It kind of seems like when Gordon is there, where I would kind of expect it to be a little bit of a split, maybe it's going to be Gordon gets really the – the passing down type work for him. Uh, maybe, maybe they both get, you know, maybe they just have drives where they split, you know, he'll get a drive. Then Lindsay will get a drive. Then Gordon. I don't know. It's just interesting that he had no involvement at all, but against Kansas city, I think he'll have to get involved in that regard. So that's why I went him. What do we have next? Landsdork? Uh, we have Boston Scott against the giants or Jarek McKinnon against new England. Give me jet. If uh, Mostert's not there, I I think the New England defense is good, but I don't have faith in Boston Scott. I really don't. I guess I don't even feel like I have to have strong faith in Boston Scott. I'm just worried, and this is me owning McKinnon in a couple of leagues. I'm really concerned that McNasty and the potential of Tevin Coleman coming back. And New England's not a horrible matchup. It's not necessarily the favorite you know, yeah, it's not the C4. better of the yeah. two matchups. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm rolling Scott here. Stokes is there as well. And I think Landsdork, you got Scott as well. I do. I have Scott as well. Just just on opportunity, I think he's got the clearest path to get a lot of touches, and that game could be ugly. Who knows? Uh, so then we have next uh, DeAndre Swift at Atlanta uh, or Devontae Freeman at Philadelphia. I'm going – Swift on this one. Give me that. I can't I even think it's an I'm going to hop on that week. as well. DeAndre Swift and uh, Stokes feels the same way. I'm sure Nick has – Ningle has some grand explanation. No, I'm just going to be on the island here. I, again, I think uh, the touches were still split there. It is a good matchup here, but I don't think he's going to average eight yards per carry um, this week. I don't think he's going to score two touchdowns necessarily. I've got Stafford as more of a – a winner this week um, where he's being ranked. So Swift maybe has a good game, but Devonta Freeman seems to be 
the guy if there is a guy there. So he's catching balls. He's running it. Uh, so I'm going to go with Freeman here. Let's roll it straight into wide receivers. Uh, start off with T. Higgins playing against Cleveland or Brandon Cooks against the Packers. Uh, I'm I'm rolling with Cooks here. He's been a he was a Yabra for me last week. Uh, I'm going to roll with him. Stokes is with me on that one. I I think the rookie uh, wide receiver gets it done this week. I, I, you know Burrow seems to really be finding connection with him. If if you know I feel like the the momentum is moving away from Boyd and towards Higgins, so he is the number one option there. And whereas you know Cooks could get you know deal with some issues with Fuller. Green Bay, uh, give me give me Higgins here. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Homer. Just, yep. Homer. <laughs> we, we got Travis Fulgham versus the Jets or Jarvis Landry at Cincinnati. Give me Fulgham in the matchup all day. Give me Landry in the matchup. I know I kind of talked through maybe Cleveland goes through the running game here, but – they're going to pass some and Jarvis Landry surprisingly in a couple of games has actually had some more mid to deep range targets uh, so far this year as well, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. if there's anybody to do that against and be successful, it could be Cincinnati and Stokes is man. I'm saying this a lot. Stokes is with me on this one. This is weird. <laughs> no, you're going to say more, I think. All right. Our last matchup. Uh, is... Yes. Yeah, uh, Lanzo, did you say you had Fulgham there? You got Fulgham. Yeah, I have Fulgham. And then last matchup for wide receivers, we've got Keelan Cole at the Chargers and Debo Samuel at the Patriots. Uh, I am going with Keelan Cole. Kind of talked about why I liked him before and why I think Debo Samuel may be one of the focus points for uh, New England. I completely agree with everything you said. And we'll assume Stokes did too because that's what he picked. And I picked Debo Samuel because fuck you guys. That's fair. Good. Uh, I'm living. Man, how about some tight ends? So for tight ends this week, we have Darren Fells versus Green Bay or Jared Cook versus Carolina. I am going to roll with Fells this week. Again, like I said, he was my Yabra. Uh, Green Bay just got torched by Gronk. Darren Fells is, at this point, better than Gronk. Let's roll Fells this week. Give me Fells because Jared Cook never. Fuck, I figured it out. Stokes is two games ahead of me, so he's just going to pick the same fucking pick as me every one, so there's no way he can lose to me. Because he, he went with Cook uh, with Cook as well. Uh, I don't really have a good explanation, honestly. Um, I just think coming off a bye, I I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game in New Orleans, so I'll take, uh, I'll take Jared Cook. All right. Literally the only one you guys didn't pick the same is the Swift Freeman. Goodness gracious, that fucking copycat. Uh... Our next matchup is Hunter Henry versus the Jags or Rob Gronkowski versus the Vegas Raiders. And uh, give me Gronk. I'm going to say it's a one-week thing for Gronk. Give me Hunter Henry. And as I've said many times today, Stokes is with me. This is a a tough one, but I'm going Gronk. Yeah, you you and Stokes are either going to be up close to me after next week or way, way back. back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I feel like I'm kicker fuckers. All right. You kicker fuckers. Uh, Manny took it last oh, week man. with a coup pick. He seems to be money. Guy's pretty good. Speaking of money. Um, I'm going to roll with the money badger because one, I think his nickname is hilarious. And two, 
They got that juicy matchup against the Jags, and I kind of have a little bit of eh about the Chargers offense actually getting into the end zone, but I have a whole lot of faith in their ability to get it within, like, field goal range. So, Give me Will Lutz. I haven't went Justin Tucker yet. That seems like a person who kicks balls. <laughs> Maybe the best kicker in the league. Wait, wait, just, Justin Tucker of the, of the Baltimore Ravens just – are they on by? On Justin Tucker? Are they on by? Oh, they're look. very much on by. I didn't even look. <laughs> it's Shit. in there. It's in there. Shit. It's, it's locked in. in. I just thought of a kicker it's name. It's locked in. Oh. Research. All right. <laughs> I, oh, Crosby. You don't know. You got fucking Tucker, you fucker. Crosby, Stills, Nash, And then Nash not only do you Young. get them on a buy, but you can't take them next, next week. week. <laughs> Uh, then Stokes oh, has no. two. Yeah, good uh, for That would have been awesome. You should have said not said anything, yeah. Alex. That would have been great. What do you, no, 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 no. I did say something. It's still locked it's in. Locked you in. said it You said it first. <laughs> no way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we've had a – this is a kind of a lengthy episode, so any, uh, any last thoughts? Uh, nah. Before we break it? Hope you don't think our commercials suck. And if you get fucked by a New England Patriots running back this week – Call yeah, Ben Jarvis and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis and Associates. And Associates. <laughs> and yep. Associates. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week, knuckleheads.